what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Two Catholic Dudes. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. This is episode number 12. It is not the episode that we had planned, it's, but it's, it's not. It's, it's the episode that needed to be recorded, though. What, did, uh, what does Batman say? Uh, <laughs> Not not the episode we deserved, but the one that we needed. That's right. There's something like that. Something like that. We were going to record, uh, today's Friday, we were going to record an episode on Tuesday. Uh, we had a lot of technical difficulties. It wasn't- To say the least. It did not work out great. Uh, we were pretty bummed, and uh, we had an interesting night. We're going to share about that night, but it, it kind of led us in the direction of where today's podcast was going to go. It seems to me like that's happened to us uh, more often than the actual plan goes through. Many times we're like, okay, let's do it. This is our plan. And then we get inspired to do something different or things go horribly wrong and here we are. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah. we should stop planning things. I mean, we should probably still plan, but, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes God has different plans and that's what's going to be our topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but before we get into that, again, we were going to have a guest last last week, so look out for that in the future. It was going to be Danny's brother, Brennan. We're going to talk a lot, a lot about music, because we haven't actually talked about music, even though I am a music director, right. kind of been avoiding that topic. Uh, we'll get into it. It's going to be... We're, <laughs> I don't... I mean, not avoiding it, but... Um, today, the, oh, it's kind of crazy today. We're, uh, we're, we live in Southern California yeah. and this is fire season. We've had yeah. a lot of really bad seasons in the past. The Santa Ana winds are... In full force. Yeah. So, I mean, remember last year it was it was wild. The, the fires were all over and, like, we lost yeah. houses. And oh, yeah. It was really bad last year. Like, a lot, tons of evacuations um, in, like, the greater Thousand Oaks area where we're actually recording this right now. And there's, uh, this fire is a little further uh, south from us. But it's still, you know, the, these fires are the real deal and they're unpredictable. So, we just want to keep... Everyone that's affected by them in our prayers today. So. Yeah. So pray for, I mean, all, all of Southern California, because this is really the dangerous time for us. So, yeah. you know, we do have it pretty good here in Southern California as far as weather goes. We don't have tornadoes. We do have earthquakes every now and then. But uh, this is this is usually as bad as it gets with these fires. So please keep yeah. all these people in your prayers. For sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so let's get into it. Today we're going to be talking about God's plan. It's not your plan, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, you've seen those drawings where... It goes your plan, and it goes from point A to point B, and it's just straight line. And then yep. it goes God's plan, and it goes it's like a jagged. And there's like alligators, <laughs> and yeah. you have to like hop over, and it's all jagged and stuff yeah. like that. But he gets you there, and of course, and yeah. you learn a lot in that process. You learn about jumping over alligators, and uh, <laughs> well, it, it it goes back to the anytime you hear this quote about when people are talking about a journey, it's not the destination, it's the journey. That's where you grow. That's where you. Uh, learn that's where you uh kind of discover who you are is on the journey and a journey is got high points and has low points and sometimes honestly i think we grow the most from the lowest points yeah uh, because we have to grow out of those low points so right i mean like um no offense if there's parents that do this but like when a parent just gives their their kid a car on their 16th birthday um it's fine it's totally fine if you do but uh I didn't. I didn't get a car. <laughs> I didn't get it. I had, to, I had to buy my parents' old car for like. 20 That's what I did. They gave me a discount on it. They were yeah, of they course. They didn't like rip me off, but you. I had to and pay for it with with hard earned money, yeah. and and I appreciated it, and I valued, and I took care of it much more than if it was just handed to me. <laughs> Somebody like these girls on their 16th birthday, uh, guys too, but then sure. they they go and they get in accidents because they don't care. There's it was just straight up given to them, and there's no well, uh, appreciation for it. <laughs> on that note, this is not 
really on topic, but it's funny. Is I got I bought my dad's. My dad got a great deal on a car. It had like a hundred thousand miles on it already, and it was an Infinity, and mm. he sold it to me for like dirt cheap. I think it was like five hundred bucks, you know. But uh, he was like, "You're gonna pay for this," mm-hmm. and I remember he put in a ton of work to it, like right before he sold it to me too. So he put in fifteen hundred dollars of work into this car, and then sold it to me for five hundred. And then uh, I remember like a month after I had the car, like the check engine light came on, like all kinds of things. I was like, "No, what's happening to you?" Uh, but I always laugh at that. You know, the check engine light isn't so bad. I had a truck for 18 years, and the check engine light was on for, like, the last five years of it. Well, I <laughs> I make the analogy sometimes because we've talked a little bit about it. With my professional wrestling, sometimes my body takes a a pounding. And I, I made the joke the other day that I think that it's like, just like when your check engine light is on your car, a lot of times you just ignore it, and hopefully it turns off. Just hope that's, for the best. That's, that's how I feel walking around sometimes. I think my body's check engine light is on. Dude, the I'm other just d- like, I hope that it just turns off. The other day, this guy texts me. He's like, I feel like I got in a car accident. I'm like, you got in the equivalent of like 50 car accidents, bro. You like, he jumps off the top rope and like lands straight on his back. Oh, man. It's, it's Struggles crazy. of life. All right, anyway, so let's, let's talk get, about this. Let's talk about the night we had the other night. Okay. So we had Danny's brother, Brendan, over. We were going to record our music podcast. We were we were pretty excited. We actually did our first Instagram live. And it went awesome. It was really good. And we just had, it was, there was a great uh, vibe in the room. Like, we were all joking around and just like, it was going to be a great discussion. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And we, uh, we had a great prayer before and we we're like, all right, let's go. And we hit record and... I, thankfully, I looked down and we didn't like do a whole podcast because I looked down and realized that Brendan's microphone was not working. Now, um, it might look like there's not much here, but we have lights, we have a camera back here, we have yeah, it's about a, it's about 25 minutes of setup every time we do this podcast. Yeah, and and it goes into the computer and like uh, there's there's just so much technology working at the same time. Um, there's bound to be something that goes wrong, and uh, something went really wrong, and I had no idea. For this one, yeah, for sure. I had no idea what was going on, and I was getting more and more frustrated t- trying to troubleshoot. And uh, I and and I will say this, guys: of the two of us, Ryan does not get frazzled. I'm like even keel. I get frazzled quickly, and I'm I am the more difficult one to deal with. Ryan, it takes a lot to frazzle him. Yeah, but Dan- he was irate. <laughs> Danny's Danny's the emotional one. I'm like. Sometimes I feel like I don't have emotions unless I'm watching Field of Dreams, as you guys right, know. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I was getting real, real heated. The Ready other to night. pull all of his long hair out. I like I pulled a bunch of stuff down from my studio and brought it up, and I'm like scrambling, and and they had Brennan had to go, and they're like, guys, let's just call it. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving up. And well, I mean, we we had planned to start recording at eight o'clock, and it was then eight fifty, and we still had not figured it out. We were not, yeah. we were not even close to. Getting so, it done, so we we didn't want to keep Brennan. He had to work the next day, and like you could tell, the energy of the room was. We felt all defeated because we could not figure out what was going on. Yeah. So so we sent Brennan home, and sure enough, like ten minutes after he left, I figured out it was a stupid bonehead thing I was doing. It was one button on my computer that I didn't click, forgot to click it, and we were in business. Um, I always try to think of. Uh, the silver linings. What, what? How was God working in that awful moment? And I'm like, you know what? We're trying to get other guests on the show. Brennan is a friend. He's a family member. Right. Um, you never want that to happen. But like, what if we invited Bishop Barron and he so graciously uh, agreed to be on, agreed to like, be on sorry the, mic the two work. dudes podcast? You're like, yeah, uh, we can't get your mic to work. So can you just shout into ours? Um, that would have yeah. been awful. So, you know, I think it was teaching us a lesson uh, to not take for granted what we have in front of us yeah. and really learn and be prepared for all all 
circumstances for sure because things are going to go wrong and uh you know i think we learned a lot from that and we're appreciative that brendan was super cool about it like he wasn't like he was like hey man it happens no worries we'll, we'll reschedule yeah. so so get this then we then we're like all right we're not going to end on a down note we got to <laughs> film something so if you guys have been watching and following on our instagram channel which you should follow us at underscore two catholic dudes on instagram yeah. uh we've been doing uh psalm of the week on wednesdays i i do an original song but then on tuesdays danny does tuesday thoughts with danny and we're stepping up the recording uh the production value on that as well so we record with the camera we put a little music in there so we're like we're gonna do a tuesday thoughts here all yeah. right so set the scene now so ryan is like ryan i think what i love about ryan guys is that he's very like determined and he was like we got to get he's like he's saying he's like we got to get something so he goes hey come up with something and i i came up with this thought and i was like hey this is actually really good and we were both really excited about it and we sat down and we're, we got the lights all set up and we're, we're ready to go and we start recording and it first of all it took me about 20 takes to get this thing the way that i wanted it and it's so frustrating in the when you're filming anything is a minute product that you're putting out took a half an hour to record because we kept I kept messing it up or whatever it was it was just it was a long process that's, of just that's my whole thing and I'll push him and I'll and I'm like you know what it's worth it it's a minute but like it's worth it to put in that extra effort right at some point you have to be like it's fine let's put this out and let's move on you, right. there, at some point you lose productivity but uh, so but we persevered and we were like okay and then we and then so we do it and we get this last take and it's i was convinced it was the best it was magic you, best you guys talk it was magic i've ever done it was yeah. the best thing i've ever said ever i was like wow i felt so great about it so we go down we clean everything up we take down all the lights everything we go down put the footage in and there's this horrible buzzing sound <laughs> over the footage and we kept looking at each other like this isn't happening <laughs> and we're like nope and we we double check other footage make sure it can't be the footage maybe it's just the camera maybe it's the speakers it was toast it was it was, it was the footage yep we don't know what happened but it was i can't express how good this take was you guys will never hear anything uh this this moving in your I, life so danny's like on the floor curled up almost in the fetal position in defeat <laughs> and it's like 11 30 and i go no, we are not going to be defeated like this. And I'd charge up the stairs with our, our big light. And I'm like, we are getting this again. We're fixing it. We're figuring it out. We're going to make it happen. And we set that stuff up again. And we did five more Another, takes. It, it was more than five. And, and, but we got a really good take. And we finished it. And we ended on a positive note. And we got something that we wanted. Yeah. So, um you, Danny, so be on the lookout for that on Tuesday. Danny even was like he was he put on the the speech from Rocky. Five I did. Or six. Whenever I'm feeling down, and we'll, we'll we're going to talk more about struggle. But whenever I'm feeling struggle uh, or feeling defeated or whatever, uh, there's a scene in Rocky Balboa the movie. Uh, it's I think it's like the fourth Rocky movie or fifth Rocky movie. Um, but he it's it's uh, he talks about how the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows, and it's not about how hard you hit; it's about how hard you can get hit and keep going. Uh, I posted on my Instagram also the same day, but uh, I, I watched that scene and it just jazzes me up and I'm like, all right, come on. We um, made, and we made it happen. So, you know, it was an interesting night. Uh, it, it didn't go the way we planned. Absolutely not. No. But I think it, it gave us strength to know that we could deal with so many different problems in terms of this new ministry with all the technology, you know, things are going to get thrown in our way and are we going to be able to persevere and overcome them? Well, and, and we, Ryan actually made the analogy when we were, cause I was guys, he can't describe it. Enough. I was laying on the floor just like, no, Ryan, kept, Ryan is running past me, bringing stuff back upstairs. I'm like, I, you stay there in the fetal position. And, I got it. And we're I, gonna kept, make this I kept work. saying, no, I can't do it. We can't continue. 
And Ryan made the analogy of, look, maybe this is God trying to see how bad we want to do this. How bad do you want to be disciples? How bad do you want to spread the, the faith? Because we've been very blessed with this ministry so far to have it really has grown way quicker than we ever anticipated. You know, realistically, we've been only doing this for what, about a month? Like two months, two, maybe? Two months, and we've jumped almost to 1,000 followers. We're getting all kinds of great views. We're getting all kinds of great feedback. We've gotten uh, a lot of opportunities of people that want to bring us to uh, retreats and events and stuff. So if you guys are looking for people, we we are booking ourselves for retreats in the 2020 yeah. season. So uh, email us at two Catholic dudes at gmail.com. Yeah. So we, but this ministry has just grown so much and, and Ryan was like, maybe this is God. Like how bad do you guys want it? I'm like, are you going to give up because it got hard one time? Cause we've every other time we've recorded has been a dream. It's been a dream and knock on, knock on wood. Knock on wood. And then this time was like, that of nightmares. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, you know, and I will say like we, uh, Ryan, Ryan was the, the spearhead there, the general that said, we're not giving up. And, uh, so, and, and ended up turning out to be, uh, you know, a good evening. We got, we got some good stuff. So I know that was a long story. Thanks for sticking with it. Uh, some people love banter like that on podcasts. Some people are like, get to the meat, get to the content, but that's part of the content. It's, yeah. You know, that story was part of the content. And this episode is going to be a little bit more uh, intimate in our personal stories because yeah. we want to talk about the times that we struggle, the times that, uh, our plan didn't go the way we wanted it to and the way that we had to see God working in those difficulties and those struggles. Right. And I think everybody goes through, You, I know that everybody goes through struggles and, um, you know, I'm a kind of a half, gla- a half full glass, the glass is half full kind of person. And I think you really need to be, have that mindset to be, have an optimistic look on life to be like, okay, this is horrible, but what is God trying to teach me? What is God, God trying to tell me? How is he trying to make me a better disciple or grow in my love or however? How is he trying to make you look more like him? Precisely. You know, how, how, are you, how is this going to make you more of a reflection of Jesus? And I think that you, you, hit, it on the, uh, you hit it right on the mark there, is the uh, don't focus on the bad things that are happening, you know, like because the, if you do that, you're just, you're already defeating. You're defeating yourself when you're just like everything. You only focus on the bad things that happen. Uh, you have a great analogy that you've told me one time about poker. I don't remember how it goes. How does it go? I want to tell you that, but before I, before we get into the poker even, I want to talk about, this is this is a little uh, iffy. I, I wasn't sure I wanted to share this, but like w- some people say, well, why would God let something bad happen in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of terrible things that go on in this world. Um Sometimes if you live in this little Catholic bubble, you don't see a lot of it, but um, in our own personal lives and outwardly in the whole world, like why, why do so many people get cancer? Why do so many people die in car accidents? Why, why are so many people dying from hunger? I don't, so here's my personal belief. I don't believe that God wants these bad things to happen. I don't think he wills that upon, upon the human race, but God loved us so much that he gave us free will. He gave us the opportunity to choose him freely because if he controlled everything in this world, we would be puppets and that that's not true love. So the only way to show our true love and devotion to our God is for him to give us control and not only humans, but the entire world, all of the physical properties and all of nature to have its own sense of free will and like earthquakes happen, fires happen. I don't think he wants anyone's house to burn down, but I do think God takes those opportunities when those things happen. And if you're open to it, if you're a glass half full kind of person that you can see God moving you in the direction that he wants you to move in those, 
horrendous things or those struggles or whatever. I was listening to Bishop Barron talk the other day. We usually either quote Bishop Barron or Father Mike once an episode where he was discussing free will and he gives the analogy. He loves, uh, he loves Bob Dylan. And he's like, if, if Bob, if somebody told him that Bob Dylan was having a concert at his house Friday night and that person knew that Bishop Barron was, uh, available that evening. He didn't have any other obligations. He was in town. He was feeling good. He wasn't sick or anything like that. He would probably be about 99.99% sure that Bishop Barron would go. But is anyone forcing Bishop Barron to go? No. He's deciding out of his own free will. But that path was laid before him. That path was cleared. The way was was made uh, was ready for him so that he could go. So I think that's kind of that's the kind of way that I look at free will. I think it's it's a right way to go. And so um, yeah, again, these bad things might happen. I don't think God wants them to, but uh, it lets us walk down the right path. Yeah, and that's a uh, the, the thought of free will and how and when bad things happen. Like that's like a crazy, uh, like domino effect of thing. Like you know when people are like how God doesn't sit up with a control room and go like earthquake, yeah, tidal wave, fire. Like you know, what I mean, it's, it's beyond it's, our thought. It, we can't be, really, it, we can't comprehend. It's not like Pocket God, that game on your phone where you're like, I'm gonna make a tornado. <laughs> um, Sin it, City, it, yeah, or seems like, like it's not like that. We don't understand the complexity of God, and like I'm. We could attempt to, but we just won't. We can't. We can't understand the vastness of the power of God. And, you know, like all things like like we talk about the fire. Oh, a fire started because a power line came down. Like God didn't will that. But like someone had to make the choice to put the power line there in the first With place. Causality. And, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like there's so many like, bad things happen. The world is full of struggle. And instead of looking at why did God do this, we have to go back to what you're saying of where is God in this? Where is God going to be where is God pushing me to be at the end of this who does he want me to be at the end of this how does he want me to see him at the end of this uh I think because it says that it, uh, our faith teaches us that in our struggle in our suffering we're united with the crucified Christ you know he came down to suffer so that he could show us that he understands that humanity will suffer but if we believe in him and trust in him we will rise again mm. right you know yeah. and so like we uh, Bad things happen. Uh, that's just life. But it's where do do you run to God from the, when bad things happen, or do you run away from Him uh, as hard as they may be, and even even if you don't understand. Yeah. Um, so that kind of uh, leads us to that poker analogy that we were talking sure. about. I used to be uh, an aspiring professional poker player. Poker stars online. Poker stars online. I, that was me, and I would. My cousin is the same way. He played that a lot. Yeah, I was all about it. Uh, I thought I was going to be professional. I was pretty good, but I don't think I was good enough to do it full time. It takes a lot of time too. You always beat us at our my my dad would have poker nights. You always yeah. clean us out. <laughs> clean up, man. Um, I would even I would go to the casinos down in L.A. there, and yeah, I was making it a thing. Nice. Here's one thing that I that I started noticing in my uh, poker adventures. After every session, you, you'd have like your your poker community, your friends that you would talk to, mm-hmm. whether by text or like that were there, that were there in person, whatever. Everyone would want to share their quote unquote bad beat story. Uh, in poker, if you have a solid hand, either a solid starting hand or it's like it's on lock, you got this hand, but then someone miraculously comes back and beats you. It's called a bad beat. And Everyone always wants to share their bad beat stories with everyone after the game. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe what happened. I had pocket aces. That's a really good starting hand. And then this guy, this guy came in the hand with like 10-3. It was like some garbage hand. And he came back at the end and he beat me. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And the story's like obnoxiously long. And everyone would be like, bro, I don't care. I don't care. Move on. Because 
everyone's heard it and everyone's had those bad beats. Right. Um, and you're just like, I would start to say, everyone would be bad beat, bad beat story after bad beat. I'd be like, hey man, stop, stop. I'm going to stop you right there. Tell me about the good hands that you had that night. He's like, no, I don't know. I, I, you're not I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember, but like, let me tell you about this bad. I'm like, stop. Try to remember at least one good hand that you had. He's like, no, you're not understanding. I'm trying to tell you the bad story. And, and I think they're letting that one bad hand mask the view of the entire game they had. I'm sure there was a ton of awesome things that happened mm -hmm. throughout that game, but they're letting that one bad experience let them spiral out of control. And maybe, maybe they didn't have any good experiences because that one bad experience, it let them get emotionally out of control. And one thing I know in poker, you have to be, you have to keep an even keel emotionally. You can't let your things, poker face. Yeah. So if you let that one hand start to rile you up, then you're going to start making more bad decisions and more bad decisions, and your your gameplay is going to be bad, mm -hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna go broke. So, um, I think that you know, in, in terms of life, like how are we viewing what's going on in our day? If you wake up in the morning and you're driving to work and somebody cuts you off in traffic, hopefully you're you're giving them a thumbs up instead of something else. But like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what would our pastor always used to say after? He uh, said he said uh, on Christmas mass. If, if Christmas mass, if somebody cuts you off, just please make sure you wave with all your fingers. All fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you know whatever outburst you have at this person that cuts you off, I usually just like laugh at them. I go look at this guy, and then I just move on with my day. But some people say, you know, they they let that get to them, and then they get to work and go, hey man, how was your morning? They go, you'll never guess what happened. This guy cut me off, and things just spiral out of control, and then they're and then before you right. know it, they're having the worst day of all time. But like, can we change the filter of how we look at things, how we perceive things? Can we look with a positive attitude and try to find God working in whatever's going on in our life? I think that's going to make life so much easier and be able to and we'll be able to understand our lives. Well, I think that it comes down to this is people want to be, uh, the bad things that happen to you, I think gets a lot more attention sometimes, mm -hmm. right? People will give you more attention. Like, Oh man, that sucks that that happened. Um, and I think I see it, especially with when I work with the high school students, everybody wants to tell me about the worst part of their day. Yeah. You know, and I, and, and, and it's fine. And, and, and you can see God in bad things. Obviously, you do. But I think if that's the ultimate focus, like God also wants to be in our joy. But we are talking about struggle today. So, I mean, uh, we're, we're going we're, we'll, we're gonna to focus on the fact that God does lift us up in our struggle. But I think it's not, it's not about being so focused on the bad, but like, how did you get through it? Like, don't focus on it. But what came of it? Like what mm. positive came of that? Exactly. And and sometimes it's really difficult to notice. And sometimes you uh, won't know for years to come. And maybe in the the situation of like, I, there's always a, people say, oh, well, somebody cut me off and I had to stop or whatever. And there's people that say, oh, maybe that was God saving you from an accident down the road that you didn't know was right, going to happen no or idea. something yeah, like that. Yeah, so you might never know. Right? Um, or I, uh, there's a picture that I post on my the youth ministry's Instagram and it's uh, it's a picture of a guy, and he gets hit in the back of the head with a rock, and he goes, "Oh God, why did you let that bad thing happen to me?" And then it zooms up, and it's Jesus standing there, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, did one get through?" And he's getting like pelted with like a <laughs> bunch of rocks, and I'm, or you know, or there's there's another one that's like a guy walking down the street, and he's like sad and depressed, and there's like angels fighting all these demons around him, like saving him from the, and it's like so we never know what God is protecting us from or what like there's always things could always be worse, yeah, and. 
it's hard to to not focus on that bad because it sometimes it's you know we want people to be like feel bad for us and things like that because we feel you know more connected to them sometimes i don't know it's sure it's tough i think the way though that you're able to see how god is working because again it's sometimes you might not never know but some sometimes the way to, to do that is is in prayer if you don't stop and pray to God and discern and and really analyze what's happening in your life and and asking God to uh, to speak to you. You're not going to know. You're just going to be you know ambling through life in the dark with the lights off and just be like, oh, I'm just going to go wherever. But like, that's I think that's really important because in prayer when we when we go to God too is is change the change our prayer. Not God, why did this happen? But God, what what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Or what do I need to do from here? Yeah. Uh, because I think sometimes when bad things happen and maybe things get presented to us, ways to see the good or ways to see opportunity or ways to see different things that could come of it, we're so focused on that it was bad, we, we kind of close those things out. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, I've definitely seen that in my own life with plenty of struggles that I've gone through is I've, I've only focused on the really bad and I didn't really opened my eyes to see all the great stuff that was going on. Um, I'll, well, yeah, I'll, I'll go let's, into so, it. A so bit. we want to make this under an hour and I can be pretty long winded and have way too many details. So I think we, we're each going to share one story in our lives that, that are, um, you know, some difficult times mm-hmm. and how we each saw God working in those moments. So in order to make that under an hour, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Mine is, you know, obviously we've all struggled throughout all of life and I'll just, I'm going to, I'll just talk about today. The most recent struggle, I guess that I've been through is, um, where my life, we're talking about God's plan, right. And how struggle can change the plan that we think we have. Uh, I've never really understood that more until, uh, this past, this last year where I, uh, I was in a, I was in a relationship for a really long time, uh, a great relationship. Like how many, like, how many years? How many like years? nine years. It's a long time. It's a long time. Uh, it's like all of my adult life, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a part of my life that it was really great. It was a it's a great and it's still like a great memory. And and there's a lot of things about uh, that I look back on fondly. Um, but like that was my plan, and there was a lot of things that I um, didn't do fully because I was commit. I wanted to do there. I thought that was what I was called to do. That was my plan. That was the, what I was going to do. That being relationship, in the relationship, being in the relationship was the plan. And, um, I intended like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to like, this is it. I, fi- I found it. I'm done. I don't need to date anymore. I don't need to worry anymore. Like I'm in this relationship and, and that's great. And maybe honestly that, that, uh, sense of Comfort. comfortability and complacency maybe had led to the end of it. I don't know. But anyway, so like I was, I was in it, I was fully invested and I was ready to go. And, uh, we ended up having some problems and, and breaking up, uh, a couple like last year or before that, a little, a little before that. And I was a wreck. You were a I, wreck. I can vouch for that. Uh, I was uh, absolutely destroyed emotionally. And, um, we ended up patching things up and getting back together and we were together then for another little bit of time. And I just, it, it, looking back on it, uh, it was never, I think for either one of us, it was never the same that second time through. I think both of us were knew that God had other plans for us. 
or that we both wanted other things. But when you're in a relationship that long, it's it's almost like it was, you're, you're dependent on that person it, because you haven't known anything in your adult life otherwise. It was like, how do you give up on something you put so much time into? And you know, people people fall out of love. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so uh, we ended up this last a couple months ago uh, breaking up again. And this time we were like, you know, this is that's the end of it. And um, again, it was uh, I was absolutely a wreck from it. Like it, it really, really, really messed me up because I looked not just like I didn't look like I'm just not losing this relationship. I'm losing everything that I thought I've been working for for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Your identity was was in, was together in being as in that a relationship with that person. Sure. And. That was everything that I thought my life was going to be. And then it was all gone in, in a matter of it's crazy uh, uh, when it comes to maybe we'll do a, a relationship episode. But it's crazy that um, something that you takes 10 years to build can take 10 seconds to lose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know a lot about that. Uh, let's continue this. We're just going to take a really quick break and let's hear more about it. So like I was saying, it it was crazy. That was, I think, the craziest part. The biggest struggle is that it was like, how can you invest your entire life into something for a decade and then it to be gone in an instant, you know? That's, and then, that's and hard. Then, that's hard, So man. my whole life, my whole uh, social life, relation, uh, you know, love life, uh, honestly, it affected my personal life, yeah. all kinds of different things, all changed in a one-minute conversation. Right. And, um, and... I really was like, uh, but at that point, because it was the second time and I, I kind of, I think both of us knew that we were moving in that direction. You kind of saw the writing on the wall. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I, and because I was really starting to grow in my own personal spirituality more in my trust in, in God more. I remember I, it happened and I walked, I went straight to adoration afterwards. That's the first place I went and I sat and I said, okay, God, what do I do? I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I thought that was my calling. That was my vocation. That was my plan. What am I supposed to do now? Um, and then we went on retreat. Uh, we went to our the summer camps together. And, uh, you know, I had a really, it was uh, it was one of the best, uh, Camp Big Deal, the junior high one. Uh, you, you, we've talked about it before on the podcast. Um, that camp was one of the best camps we've ever done. It was so fun. And I felt so connected to my faith and connected to my friends. And despite having to go through this really difficult thing, I like I felt that God picked me up in the moment and was like, you're all right. And you got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I had some really serious conversations during those weeks of, of retreat. And and you had said to me, you're like, you know, what? let's. Let's do this thing that we've always wanted to do um, because I had always didn't want to devote too much time to anything because when you're in a relationship, you have to give time to the relationship. It's a sacrifice. You know, you're, you're, that was my priority mm-hmm. and I couldn't give too much of myself to other things because I wanted to give myself to that, especially because I was, I thought I was moving towards, towards marriage. I didn't want to, you know, anyway, uh, but, but when we spoke, about it and you were like hey man like i think i think that it's time for us to do this and my you know since the time i was you know 18 years old when we first met and i started working with you i've we've talked and i was like man my dream is to be able to live my faith 
and and be somebody that can that people can look to and and talk about their faith with and share their faith with and someone that can get up there and and do that and be that person. I would watch the people at Youth Day that shared about their faith and I would go, I I wanted God. How do I do that? God, how do I get there? And I'd always been saying you were you were called to this. This is this is what I see you doing, and I think that door was always shut because of this, possibly. But maybe I don't know. And I, and then like on the retreat this summer when we had decided, like we announced. I remember we were on retreat and we announced like our podcast. We're doing a podcast. We're gonna start it like in two weeks. Two weeks from today, Monday, our podcast is happening. And we went and we did it and we did the first one, and then all of a sudden we started to talk more and then we started to do more podcasts and then we built the Instagram and then we were reaching out to people and then people were calling us like hey can you come do this day hey do you want to go on my retreat hey do you want and I was like everything that I had ever like wanted to do and everything that I had wanted to happen and I had prayed for started to happen so fast and I was I was like what is going on and it was the first time I had been like okay God I I got it I'm listening what else, what else do you want me to do? And I can think of like so many instances in my life since that, since the breakup that I went through where I've said, I've gone to something, gone to God in prayer about something. And he has revealed what he wanted from me in that, it, not that day or that second, but in that time, I'll give you a small example of that. Uh, aside from this podcast and things like that, that we've grown is just last night at youth ministry, I have felt more and more because we've been doing a lot of research trying to grow our own uh, faith and our own uh, knowledge, knowledge. Of, of the catechesis and all that stuff and, and I said you know God I think that the teens need more they need more meat they need to know they need more knowledge of their faith so I was like I need to do more uh, Bible at game uh, or Bible instead of games at youth group so I wrote a whole youth ministry night last night on the Bible we were going to talk about the Bible uh, we, we did parables we were talking about what was Jesus trying to say you know things like that and I was like Maybe they won't like it. You know, sometimes kids are like, I just want to play dodgeball. Mm -hmm. But I thought, you know what? No, we're going to have a whole night about faith, like about the scriptures and about God and fully dive in instead of just prayer. It's going to be a whole night based on it. And I prayed about it. I said, God, I think this is what I need to do. And we went. And the first thing that happens when I get there is one of my leaders walks in and she goes, Danny, uh, these missionaries from another faith came to my door today and they were telling me that what I believed was wrong and that my religion was wrong and I didn't I didn't have the knowledge to to, to answer back with them. Yeah. And I sat there and <laughs> went, okay, I I hear you. I got it. And, and then awesome. I got to That's talk awesome. with her and, and be like, okay, here's what you need to say. I gave her all these points and I was like, boom, 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 educating her on how to answer and things right. like that. And I was like, but it was that affirmation right there that God was like, yes. You're right. That's awesome. This is what you need to do. And like that has been happening so much recently. And it started with me going to adoration after this, after my life turned upside down and everything that I thought that I wanted got taken away. I went to adoration and said, okay, God. I think the biggest thing I'm hearing there is that when things got rough, when things got bad, you ran to God and you did not run away from God. I didn't. Yeah. I so didn't, many people do it the opposite way. I didn't just run to God. I surrendered. You crawled on your knees. I crawled. And I crawled yeah. and surrendered on yep. my knees to to the body of Christ in the chapel, and I said, "I obviously don't know the plan, so please do with me what you will." Yeah. Um, 
And when you allow yourself to open up to God in that beautiful way, amazing things happen. And it's, uh, it's been, I've felt more connected to my faith and to God and to sharing it than ever before in my life. Uh, and it was at a, it came from feeling the weakest and the most lost I've ever felt in my life. When I thought I lost everything that I loved, um, you know, God came and said, put your focus right here. And I said, okay, my, so, you know, my, cause everyone was always like, a lot of people will tell you when you break up with someone like, it's time for you to do you, you need to focus on you and you need to be the priority. And I went, uh, uh-uh. like God's my priority. And in God being my priority, he's then helped me to grow and to be better and to heal because I didn't, I didn't put the focus on me and how, how I felt and my struggle and how sad I was like, that was part of it. But I put all my focus on, okay, God, what do I do? And because the focus was on him, he then took care of me as the loving father that he is. He scooped me up and took care of me. Amen. And uh, Amen. it was, it was, it's been a crazy summer, man. I didn't, I didn't realize how in depth I was going to get talking about it, but, um, I do appreciate, uh, you know, everyone that's listening, thanks. I got a little raw, I got a little real there. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, like, um, yeah. And you said you didn't realize it because, uh, maybe you not, you hadn't stopped. And once you like saying it out loud, it starts to get real, really real. And you could see, um, well, and it's funny cause like that, that when I went to the, I'll never, I, I, it's the craziest feeling, a crazy experience. When I went to the chapel that day, I literally was on my knees and, and I said out loud, not like, okay, I went to prayer. I said out loud in front of front of the Blessed Sacrament. There was other people in the room, you know, uh, and I just said, God, I don't know what to do anymore. So I, I give it to you. I surrender. Tell me what you want. And that was that. And I said it that authentically and honestly. And everyone's like, what? Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I, I the, the ladies are like, what is he saying? <laughs> like, who are you talking to? And, um, it was crazy, man. That's that's beautiful. It was crazy. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that story with yeah. uh, with me and everyone listening. Well, and and that's the thing that real quick. The last point on it is it did not happen instantly. It took me months. I'm still I'm still on a process of growing and healing. Exactly. But it, it was like I didn't see God then step in till like months later. Yeah. But I was actively looking for Him. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's a big that's thing. The key in the- is I was living in a struggle. I was li- I would wake up every day upset. You know, we yeah. talked. I was sad. I was upset. I was angry. I was frustrated. Like you know, and I would cry a bunch. And but every time anything happened, you must I have would, been watching Field of Dreams I a lot. Have been, yeah. <laughs> um, but so many times I would go when something would happen in life, or when I would I, I would or I'd say a prayer. I'd be like, okay, God, I need this. I'd go out and be like, okay, where is he? God's out here somewhere, and he's trying to show me. I just got to look for it. You know, because God's not a magician. He's not going to zap you and go, okay, pop, here's your opportunity. Right. Or bam, here's what you need to do. Or bam, here's the answer. You got to like, you got to look, you got to look and you got to be an active participant in the prayer. God is not a genie. God, you go to God in prayer and say, God, I need this, but you got to put in the work too and go and be the active participant in that, that growth. Yeah. That was my last point. Um, Nice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, I got a little flustered there. It's good. It's good. It's good. All right. So I want to quick share a qu- uh, story on my own before we get to an hour. We got a little bit of time. So, yeah. um, and you know what? And if we're going over an hour, sorry. We're pro- if people are, I know this is a longer episode, but uh, I had a friend once that said that he listens to our podcast. He goes, I just pause it. 
I'll just come back to it later. So that's okay. If they break it up, they don't listen all in one run. Yeah. So right now you can go go grab yourself a, a soda. Go grab yourself a Pete's coffee. Get yourself a Pete's coffee. And, pause it. Come on back and yeah. you can hear my story. So um, yeah, we each wanted to share a moment when we uh, we were really struggling and when we, again, I think the same thing happens with, happened with me where I had to actively look for God and look for the signs that he was there. Um, and if I didn't do that, I think I would be in a much different place than I am right now. Uh, so I mentioned it on a previous podcast, but I, you know, I'm a singer, I'm a musician. I work full time for the church, uh, it's a couple different churches. I do music. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that I was doing praise and worship music with a group called Jeremy and Ryan, and we would do LA youth day and NCYC and a big, a bunch of big events. And I sing pretty high. I am a high tenor. And, um, over the last three years though, three or four years, I've been noticing my voice has gotten progressively worse and I would struggle with it day in and day out. And I would never be sure if on any particular day or when I would have to go and sing at church or sing at a gig or something like that, if I'd be able to perform. Um, right, and it would really stress you out sometimes. I was Because you'd take these bookings and you'd be like, can I do this? Exactly, yeah. I was the most stressed I've ever been. I'm, I, again, even keel, right. Doesn't uh, emotionally stressed. and stressed. Like, Does not I never get frazzled. Stressed. Um, and I would be really stressed about this because yeah. I just, you know, I want to perform at my best. And it wasn't the fact that I would, st- I would like nothing would come out of my voice. I could kind of make it happen, and people would be like, "Oh, you sound fine. You sound fine." Um, but for one, it started hurting my voice, um, and two, I knew personally that I'm I was giving like forty percent of what I could, and you know that's it's not good for me. So I ended up stopping booking myself. Yeah. I would only take the gigs that I absolutely had to, and at church I would divvy up and I would give it to other singers because like I just couldn't do it, and it was. It was getting progressively worse and worse and worse. And I started going down the rabbit hole on uh, Dr. Google. I would <laughs> I would look, I would have an idea. Self-diagnosis. Like, yeah, I would be like, maybe I have this. And I would Google it and I'd be on like this this wild goose chase for a week and I'd be, or two weeks. I'm like, and, and he's not even exaggerating. He'd call me every day with like a different, this is what it is. I'm like, dude, it's got to be. At, uh, I went through pretty much every okay. allergy. I'm like, it's my pillow. I'm allergic to my pillow. <laughs> Two weeks later, it's not the pillow. It wasn't the pillow all along. It's the fibers in the carpet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went through over the course of two years every single thing you could think of, probably, right? Um, and nothing. And it kept getting worse and worse. And uh, it kind of came to a head a year ago, summer last year, 2018, if you're listening in the future from now. <laughs> um, and uh, I was I was having a lot of other health issues. I, I had like... I had the shingles. That's for old people usually. You did right? have shingles. I had shingles, and I didn't even notice. I, w- I went for like a ten mile run, and I went to my doctor, and they're like, they're "Like you have shingles." They're like, "What are you doing? You have the shingles. This would be like debilitating." I'm like, "I don't know. I didn't realize it." So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had all kinds of other weird health issues, and I'm like, "What's wrong with me? You know, it's my voice, and now it's all this other stuff." Um, so I kind of again self-diagnosed that I had this thing called candida. It's like a fungus overgrowth in your body. Um, and so the only way to get rid of it is through the candida diet. And I still do believe that I had it because this diet did work for me. But this was the hardest thing <laughs> this diet that is. I have ever done in my entire life. Uh, you guys have heard of the keto diet. It's where you um, you eat like high fat, no carbs, no sugars. Um, your, your body starts burning. How do you eat ke- an outburst? It goes on to ketosis instead of burning carbs or sugars for, for energy. You burn fat. So uh, it's like a way more intense keto diet, this candida diet. Basically, and I did this for four months straight. 
zero sugar, zero things that can be turned into sugar in your body. And you don't realize how much you're addicted to sugar until you cut that out. Or how much, or what the sugar's in everything. Sugar is in everything. So literally for four months I ate like five eggs a day. I ate chicken with nothing on it and spinach, broccoli, asparagus, and Brussels sprouts. Coconut oil. And so for every meal. And then I had like this giant thing of coconut oil that I ate with like a spoon. Um, It was bad. So... Um, we were, we were at our summer camp retreats that year and I was, I was doing this diet and it's hard at camp food. Yeah. Well, he had to bring all of your own food, right? Brought all my own food. Because you don't know. And so this was like a turning point because I'm right in the middle of, this was like week three. I've, I lost 20 pounds in one month, uh, and I don't have any weight to lose. I had zero energy. I was really struggling. I couldn't eat anything at camp. Everyone's having fun. And it was Wednesday night and all the adults get in and out. They get in and out burger that night and I'm watching them eat this and I'm scooping out my coconut oil. Just the most sad boy I've ever seen a person. He was using his finger because he was just so sad. He just <laughs> eat this sad coconut oil. I wish I'd taken a picture. But I didn't really talk about it much, but I was, I was, in, I was struggling more than I had ever been. Um, just I was all over the yeah, map emotionally course. physically uh, I didn't know I assume okay I've, I've always known that music is my calling and as far as 10 years ago I knew that music for the church was my calling but I'm like God you're taking this away from me right now and I was I was afraid that I would never get my voice back honestly and I still am a little bit you had, uh, you had talked about like making plans like what maybe I'll just write I'm just gonna be whatever. a composer yeah. you know and, and that's that's okay if God has that plan for me and he wanted to redirect me I would be okay with that but I was pretty upset still but that night while they were eating in and out our camp director just uh, casually was just like hey guys just to let you know we had just had adoration they're like we still have we still have Jesus uh, out in the back room there if you guys wanted to, to go be with him um, that is available and no one was going and I was, they were all eating in and out. So I just went back there and I sat in adoration for about 45 minutes and I weeped. I was just crying and a similar situation to what you were talking about. Um, and I had just had this moment of like, again, surrender. I just gave, I just gave myself to Jesus and I said, and then I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was just such a, uh, an eye opening experience for me, giving that all to him and just letting, giving him the wheel, giving him full control. And when we, when I got back from that camp, it's that, that not my will, but your will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when I got back from that camp, I was just fired up. Uh, I don't know. He lit something in me, even though I still was on this diet for another three months. Um, I started watching all these motivational videos, like yeah. self-help, like control your life, goal, goal setting, um, schedule making. And I was on the most regimented schedule of my entire life for the next six months yeah, a while um i would wake up at like six in the morning i would i i still do this here's the thing i wake up and i have a morning uh morning prayer i do one decade of the rosary i do just prayer uh free form i do efforts like self affirmations and i end with push-ups and it like just gets me fired up and ready to go um but then i was on this other i was i was trying to read i, I had a goal of 52 books in a year so one book a week for an entire year. And I was on track. I was even ahead of schedule. I was reading every day. I was watching all these videos. I was I was reading scripture. I was doing all these like crazy things. I was setting all these goals and uh, practicing piano like 
an hour and a half to two hours a day. It was the most productive and most regimented I'd ever been in my life. And most importantly, it was the closest I ever got to, to Jesus and in my faith in that period of time. I was going to daily mass. I was going to adoration more than I'd ever been, reconciliation more than I'd ever gone. So this horrible experience, this, this really difficult moment of not knowing if I'm going to be able to sing ever again and on this diet where I have zero energy I'm losing all this weight questioning what is God doing I ran to God instead of running away from God and I gave him the control and it really lit a fire and I and I essentially I became a completely different person last year now I will say a lot of these crazy regimented daily goals that I had they I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit month by month did I finish my 52 books in a year no, I haven't read in a while, and I feel bad about that. Um, and I, I miss my piano practice goals, and I miss some of my workout goals. But you know what I kept? I kept my spiritual goals alive. I still have that morning prayer. I still go to daily mass. I still uh, am, am closer to God than ever through this. And I'll, I won't go into, into detail, but things are better. Maybe I'll share the end of this, but um, I kind of reached a turning point this summer, a year later, um, and I and I feel like, knock on wood, that uh, I have turned the corner on my vocal problems. It's been good for the last two months, and I'm and I'm thanking God for every moment that I do have a working voice. I actually sang at a funeral this morning, and it, and it felt amazing, and I felt like awesome. I could actually give my all to these people who are in mourning, and it was a it was just yeah, an amazing dude, gift that I could give God that back. Thank you. So I, I praise him every time that I do have that that opportunity to, to sing at my best. But I, I also pray that, that this holds and this stays. Um, and if it doesn't, you know, that I, I have to just pivot and see where God is taking me. But it's been a wild journey for myself as well. Uh, maybe I'll share in details, um, you know, the, the end of this journey, but I don't want to go into too much detail right now and specifics. But uh, things are good. But it's crazy that just like how much of an intense situation that, that I was going through took me on this journey and led me closer to Christ than I've ever been before. That's, that's awesome, man. And you know, I, I will say dude, as someone that was, you know, I was your best friend throughout the whole thing. Like you have really grown spiritually and you can see that you've just been like, you know, like given that not my will, God, but your will. And, and it's, and it's shown in, in your, in your trust in God. And that's, I think what we're, what we're going on here is it's, giving God the reins, giving God the wheel, just saying, I, I, whatever it is, whatever this struggle is, wherever I'm going through this, I may not understand it right now, but I'm giving it up to you and I surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that I will always uh, go back to, this is, this is the, my, my quote of the day is we are not uh, defined on what we, by what we go through. We're not defined by what we go through, but who we come from. Say it again. Right. We're not defined by what we go through, but who we come from. Meaning? We're not defined in the struggle and the bad that we're going through. But we're, our, our identity, our definition is from who we come from because we are all children of God. We come from God. You know, we, mm-hmm. That is our identity. Children of the living God. So that, if that's our identity, if that's how we define ourselves, then we don't have to be afraid of any struggle because we know that no matter what, how, no matter how powerful a struggle may be, no matter how bogged down we may feel, no matter how lost and desperate we may feel, nothing is more powerful than God. And if we run to God, he will lift us out of it. And and that's, that's beautiful. That's that. That's, that's the beautiful. end of it. 
Guys, those are the kind of little moments that you get in Tuesday Thoughts if you tune into our Instagram right there. Like, oh, that was that was well put, my friend. Thanks, man. Well put. So, I mean, we both struggled. Everybody struggles. I'm sure you guys are struggling, maybe going through some struggles right now. We are praying for you all. Um, but again, are we are we trying to tell everyone our bad beat stories? Are we looking at the glass half full, half empty? Are we praying and discerning on how God is working in this? God might not have wanted this to happen, but God is truly leading you in the direction that you that you need to go, that you that He wants you to be on through these struggles. And I think that when people struggle and stuff, and because people, people come to their friends with problems, like, "Hey, I'm struggling with this, whatever. Like, I need I need help." Us as Catholics. We need to remember that like we can be there for people when they're struggling, but we should also be avenues to lead them to God. Like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm here for you. Yeah, but you know who is also there for you? And you know who can give you far better restoration than me? Uh, and that's Jesus. So let's go to adoration. Let's let's talk about this issue and then let's go to adoration. Yeah, help pave let's, help pave the road for yeah, them. Be help, that be yeah. that voice to, mm-hmm. to help give them clarity through those journeys. So yes, yeah. be Christ like to other people because he's gonna use you. You know, he's leading he's leading that way, but like he does that through us. All we want when our struggle, when we're struggling, when we're feeling down, all we want is comfort. Run to the loving arms of God. That's our comfort. That's our restoration. That's our fulfillment. You know, and it's my last, as we wrap here, I'm going to, I'm going to go in scripture. The most, one of the most famous scriptures, Philippians 4.13. It's so popular. I have it tattooed on my arm. It's so popular. It says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. In that context, a lot of people use it for like sports games or things like that. They're like, I got this. I can do all things. When, when St. Paul wrote that, he was in jail. He was in jail. He was sick. He was miserable. He says, I know what it's like to be poor, but I know what it's like to be rich. I've been through all of this stuff. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's saying that at his most vulnerable, that he can get through what he's going through because he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. So let that be your scripture. Philippians 4.13 is about being able to get through your struggle because you can get through it because you have Christ. Amen. What a great way to end the episode. That's awesome. Scripture, man scripture keep coming back to yeah. it keep coming back to it so what a great episode thanks for sharing your story you too man thank, thank you. you thank Hope you everyone goes. for listening and letting you know being with us and being you know it's even though you're not here with us live, it, we know that people will be hearing this and yeah. we hope that our sharing our stories and our struggles and our surrender to god helps you Agreed. Um, yeah. All right, so we will just wrap up with a, a little bit of uh, promos here, uh, guys. If you like the shirt here, our good friend Joe Melendres over at God Swag dot uh, com yeah, or God Swag Apparel dot com or, or, or Joe Melendres dot com. Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, he's got tons of cool stuff. Uh, so yeah, go check him out. He's got great stuff. But uh, we're looking for new logos. So if anyone wants to, um, we're looking for cartoons for ourselves. Yeah, we want to look like two cartoon dudes. So if anyone's really good at graphic design or animation, uh, and you can DM us on Facebook, Instagram, we'll send you some pictures of us. Or Gmail. If, you know, at yeah, or two Catholic dudes. Gmail.com. at gmail.com uh, again we want to thank everyone for all the great support on uh, YouTube we've been getting so many great comments a lot more views on there and that's going to help people more and more people find us yeah we thanks for uh, all the new people that have joined us on Instagram it's been a, such a I'm 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 gonna say out loud yeah. I'm gonna pray that I hope that by this time this episode comes out we'll be at over a thousand followers 
Yeah. We'll, I, I'm we'll, going to I'm going to say that. I'm going to put that out in the universe. The thing is it's not about the followers cuz so many people are tied up about the numbers and stuff like that. Sure. But we do care about the numbers because the more people that are on our page, the more people that can see this and we feel like we want this message to be out to as many people as possible. Amen. So, um we're we're not doing it for just the numbers and just to be like an Instagram celebrities. That's not what we're about. But we want our message to be heard. So please feel free to share it with your friends. Uh support us any way you feel uh you can. Yeah, and and if you have, we've had, we've been getting some uh, direct messages from people just reaching out, chatting with us about prayer requests or things that they're struggling with or whatever. Please feel free. Our DMs are open on our Instagram. We'd love to chat with you. Yeah, we'll um, hit you. We'll hit you right back. Yeah, we, we we love talking with you guys. So keep that coming. Uh, we are available for events. We're we're booking right now for 2020. We've already got some lined up. So if you want to get us, please uh, again Gmail or yeah. or Instagram or however you want to reach us. But um. We would be happy to come to your parish to do talks, to do music, to lead games, to be there for, uh, we could do confirmation, uh, retreats, confirmation yeah. retreats, full on week long camps. We could do one day events, whatever you guys need. We're your guys. Um, Patreon.com as well. If you want to support us financially, we really appreciate that. That's probably enough rambling at the end of this. So You know I just realized that we did though? What's up? We didn't say our opening line. You guys, we totally didn't do it. So we didn't do you it. Say, so so you, should say, I do it? I've yeah, never do done it. it before. Yeah, do it to, to finish So to time. wrap. We're not priests. We're not theologians. We're just two Catholic dudes, and we were talking about our faith. Thanks for for, uh, for listening. <laughs> Feels good, right? Yeah, wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks All for right. tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye.